Now we're live on the Spiritual Nomad Podcast. Thank you, Daniel, for allowing me to come into your home, take over with all of my equipment, and uh, use your bed and everything to set up and, you know, create this beautiful environment for our time together. Thank you for that. You're welcome, Luke. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So, uh... Daniel has TikTok rolling live as well, and he was just telling all of his beloved followers about how we met, and so I think it'd be fun to just capture that really quick. And uh, we met, this is my side of the story. You just told TikTok your side of the story. So Go, go, tell them. So my side of the story is, and correct me, obviously, um, I was doing some things with Harley stuff, and... Um, this is correct really connecting I, I'd been a part of the Harley world for a long time and uh, yes and so we connected because I think I liked what you were doing like a leather brand yeah and you were starting this new leather brand company I didn't know anything about your prior like business endeavors or anything yep um, yeah we connected on something just motorcycle related yeah it was like it was like a leather bracelet that you like were on your Harley over Somewhere like South Carlsbad. Like advertising it or something. Yeah, same neighborhood, like same vibe, same everything. And so I was like, okay, so I liked it and like commented on it or whatever. And like you liked some of my stuff and just how you normally do with like the Insta friends, right? Yeah. I remember scrolling through and I was like, yeah, this dude's like into doing dad stuff and he's like a Harley guy. I'm like, we're going to be friends. Exactly. And so then we messaged and got it figured out and you were, you had a partner at a time or whatever. I remember, I have a really odd memory that's like very detailed. And I remember I was working at an insurance agency. Thank you, Divine, that I don't have to do that anymore. I remember this. At the time I I was working at an insurance agency, I went to the bathroom and you like text me while I was going to the bathroom (laughs) and you said something along the lines of your partner said like, I think you might've found your new like essentially like brand person or something like that. It was more along the lines of like, your new like super homie or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, don't know. It, I think so. <laughs> yeah. She, I remember her saying something like that. Yeah. It's definitely like, you know, this is gonna be somebody who is uh you're you're really gonna connect with or something. You're like, I don't want to come off too strong or like whatever. And I'm <laughs> I don't like, want to come off too strong, but you guys are just best friends right now. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. I was into it though. Don't 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 get me wrong, I was into it. I was there for it. I was like, hey man, I, I'm totally down to have a new best friend. And so we got together, you came to my apartment, we took off riding Harleys, and yeah, the first thing you asked me was oh, when, when we I met in first, person. When we first pulled up in person, I just saw Luke, and I instantly, his entire vibe and everything was like Christian metal band. <laughs> so I was like, how many Christian, I think the first words out of my mouth were like, how many Christian metal bands have you been in? And just, we started laughing, because I get it. I mean, I had been like working in church music for many years and had even played with a bunch of different bands and, and stuff like that. And had been at tons of different shows. And I don't know, I got the, got the vibe. It's like, you understand who's in what vibe, like when yeah. you've been around it long enough. So and that's it, dude. And that's like, cause we're both musicians too. Yeah. And so like artist, musician, creative, like, like knows like, you yeah, know totally. I mean? Like we attract each other and we haven't been able to, not that we've been trying to get rid of each other, but we'll each get busy on something else or something. And then we end up, meeting just like running into each other and random like, which, oh yeah here we are again all right well let's let's jump into some of this because uh definitely it was very synchronistic whenever moonlight meditation started and that was really far out and so we'll get there i guess chronologically in a second yeah but, let's do it so some background though because you were like yeah you've probably been in a christian metal band or whatever and i was like how did he know that I was like christian and you're just like you just had the vibe like you just you sensed your spiritual senses just knew. It's just a little witchcraft. Just yeah. doing a little witchcraft. And I was like, okay, like Daniel definitely probably has some history in Christianity, you know, and I was a youth pastor before. And so Daniel was like, yeah, I, I, I think I knew that, you know, I'm like, how would you know that? You know, but you just know. And here's the thing. And, and I really don't mean to talk shit or anything, but it's like, I can point out somebody who is in the Christian community a mile away and I'm it's not bragging about so this many ability. miles away. So many miles away. It's, it's just what it is. Like I can just look at somebody and I can be like, they're fresh out of church going to get lunch and are probably going to tip really bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you always know who's in the dark night of the soul. They're like right at the edge of breaking. Cause they get that crazy look in their eye and they really got to tell everybody yes. about it. You're like, 
just breathe, brother. You're going to be okay. Dude, I was standing in line at the taco stand one Sunday afternoon, and uh, which is incredible in and of itself. And I was standing there, and some people must have just came out of church, but witnessing the disagreement of the sermon that they had just heard and how they were like so nicely disagreeing with each other using theological rhetoric and statements. I'm like, fuck, I'm so glad I'm not there right now, dude. Because this hurts me. This oh hurts me badly. God. Yeah, I'm I like, hear that. So anyways, you can see that stuff a mile away. You could see that a mile away on me, you know, and I'm like, all right, Daniel showed his cards <laughs> for his history. So I'm like, okay, so what worship band are you playing in, Daniel? <laughs> I was fresh out. I was fresh out. I think, I think I had just been fresh out. Thank. Yeah. This might've been 2018, right? Um, 28 had to have been 2018. 2018. Yeah. Probably 2018. Yeah. Cause that was kind of the last, the last vestige of anything Christianity I'd had after many years of sort of the slow exit, um, was still, I was still playing music. I was working for, uh, churches around San Diego and it was actually like a good part of my income. And it was like a sweet gig on the weekend. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of, you know, like the mega church vibes. You just pull up at the back door and your stuff's like set up. You just roll in there and noodle around for 30 minutes. And yeah. <laughs> take a nap on the couch, you know. So it was like the last vestige I had. And I actually got fired from it for none of those things. Like taking a nap on the couch was just some really weird politics stuff that even, even Josh, the guy that fired me, was like, I know, uh, he's like, I know you're not going to agree with it, even if I told you. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I was just like, fine. It's like, I don't even want to know. Like, if I'm he, if he's already like, I'm not even going to tell you because you're not even going to like agree with it fundamentally, then I was right. just like, I'm out. So that was like the last vestige. So I think we met right at the very end of like the last thing I was tied in at all having to do with. In that point, yeah. at that point, I was so detached from from churchianity that I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to like do my thing authentically and try to like heal this from the inside. Cause I'm still there like playing music and I didn't know what else to do because of the space I was in. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of a thing like that. But. So really quick, let's back up even more than that. You grew up with a Christian upbringing, right? Yeah. And you were, uh, were you playing at the same church that you grew up in with through all this or, or what was that like? Um, no, I had played a lot of different places and just kind of was like a hired gun to play around, which I liked doing. It was fun, like kind right. of pushing out there. And um, I had spent a lot of time at Hamul Community Church, which was just the local church um, out where I lived yeah. in that area of San Diego. Um, and it was a really niche environment because there was this camp that was out there that a bunch of us had worked at. And it was this real kind of tight community between the church and the camp. So it was also like this interesting, weird, like kind of inbred like <laughs> wound dealing community as wholesome as it was, you know, it was a little bit like, what was that movie where they had the monster in the woods and the kids couldn't go too far. Yeah. <laughs> it really was in the middle of town. Sorry. I just ruined it for everybody. What's that movie called? Anybody? I don't remember what the movie is. TikTok the Shire or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Some yeah, horror yeah. movie. Anyway, it was one Football of those. Is not, uh, okay. It was one bad, of those. It was just right? very tight. It just, as far as like Christianity and stuff, because sure. it was tied in so closely, it was like this really focused, like, oh, this mm. is the way everybody does things, kind of right. stamp of approval thing. So, right, just right. so you understand. It is like a country town, though, right? So it is. Yeah, have, it's a little country out there. Yeah. There's some horses. Lots of horses, I feel like. There's a lot of horses, yeah. And Let's be real. dirt bikes. and A lot of know, dirt bikes. For sure. A lot of Christians. Yes, yeah. indeed. That are like, you know, we're in San Diego and it's yeah. just a little too too much for us we're gonna head to the hills yeah, totally <laughs> uh which is hysterical um so you grew up in church you have a christian background upbringing um there has been like a major worldview and framework that has been deposited into you through all of your years where your parents were christian right and yeah you know my guess my mom my mom was my dad was very like hands-off like to each their own do whatever you want yeah. kind of vibe um and he didn't partake in church stuff but he was not anti or anything yeah. he like allowed my mom to do her church lady song and dance thing yeah so there you go allowed her to be the crazy church lady she was and then so you then met your wife at the time like in in through church as well yeah like, we met through that same um 
church camp thing where mm-hmm. her friend had worked at the camp or something and then invited her to like youth group sort of thing. And so we met in high school, like around that time. Yeah. Um, and then we're in the same kind of organization together. Yeah. Uh, like the same like symbiotic organization. When did you get married? Oh, 2007 or something like that. I think 2007. How old were you? 27, I think. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like just under 30. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I got married then. We had known each other for a while and had like dated on and off. So it was kind of one of those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was real. Yeah. It was a real like tight knit, like weird, like close situation. Right. You know? so. And then so you guys had similar than worldviews and backgrounds and things. So. Yep. Yeah. I had like the same because we were in that same. Yeah you know, organization, the same, the same brand of Christianity kind of thing. Right. You know? Yeah. And then you ultimately like getting to a point where you had had some business ventures and some things that had come on as far as like, I listen and I'm cheating a little bit because I listened to your podcast, the very first episode and you were sharing about like your, you know, I did this and then it just kind of started to work. And I was like, yeah, like, let's do that. You know, and you, and some of the things were planned. I'm not, but yeah, but as far as like the whole marketing thing and you had some time off on like a stipend pay or whatever. And yeah. so you're like, I don't know, let's like mess around with some guitar pedals, you know, and that, that took off. Oh, for things just like moving in the right direction. You're saying, yeah. Or yeah. just like happening. Um, yeah. And life just happening. I mean, e- even before I was very into, like the concept of flow or just allowance for what is and going towards what is good sort of thing. I still sort of followed life very intuitively Mm -hmm. um, before that and just ended up getting myself into like so many different things. I don't even know. I mean, it's like (laughs) some of them can be read as, as a positive and some as a negative. When I look Mm -hmm. at all of them as ultimately like a positive, some of them crashed horribly. Yeah. You know, I was just like went towards it and did it but then ultimately it taught me the thing that i needed to learn to become the person that i am yeah you know in this moment necessarily so before that did you start to have some deconstruction moments of your christian faith like and and i'm going somewhere with all of this i I really want to get to kind of where we're at and really we started talking about some stuff before we even hit record and we're like let's just wait you know yeah yeah but i I want (laughs) to give some people just a little bit of background for like where you've been and like who you are and what's created the thing that really like got you to where you're at now. Right. Like that you had this very Christian upbringing, you know, oh, yeah. have, a, you know, this wife and, and kids. I'll give you my, my testimony, my uh, testimony or yeah, <laughs> I'll share my testimony. <laughs> right. You so know. yeah. So here's the background. So brother, on when that. did you come to the Lord? Yeah, exactly. When did you come to in a way from the Lord? Um, some background on that. So I raised basically like a church kid, you know, and then mm-hmm. started playing music in junior high and was like kind of instantly on the band. And then that time he just like sucked in. Mm-hmm. So I was always playing in the bands, um, in whatever it was like the youth group or the main church or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it just became very much my lifestyle. So my friends who like, who were played music were all part of it and every, it was all like symbiotic. Yeah. Um, and then, I uh, went to, you know, just like college-ish life and things like that, working at that camp too, like in the summers and then sometimes full-time um, being there uh, and being in that same program. And I had had, like it went, as far as Christianity and like questions and doubts and stuff, there had definitely been many years of, of like devout, like getting in it, like getting after it and like studying it and like yeah. seminary kind of stuff and like really really like trying to find truth you know what i mean oh yeah and then there's the time of like man this like this fucking sucks like what the fuck kind of vibe where you're just like this isn't working like something's not right and then you're like deconstructing and i kind of deconstructed i even joked around for maybe 10 years i was like man i'm just trying to like forget everything so i can figure out what's real Mm. i'm trying to forget all the stuff that i learned it didn't seem like it worked like something was up and uh, i'd say i probably had about 10 years of that And then by the very end, it was an easy exit when I got like final fired from that. Cause I was like, I was like, Oh, and then the thing that broke it for me was, um, that really just broke the whole, like, where I was like, Oh, Christianity is like totally made up. Like (laughs) I got to that point (laughs) where I was like, ah, fuck it. (laughs) Cause I was like in all, in all like 
like strings of logic and going to some point it only could ever come to a point of of i felt something within me mm. right you can always bust something up logically historically like every single thing with a little bit of exegesis and, and proper understanding of history and things like that um you can always bust up like any point some christian can be stuck on and they have to ultimately go back to a point of well i felt something to be true for me that's right that's the only thing that you can back it up with yep well the first like exercise outside of Christianity and manifesting, which I read about in um, Jen Shapiro, you're a badass, mm. um, was when I'd heard about this idea before, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try this thing, right? This just sounds like faith to me, like believing yeah. in something into existence. And so I went through the exercise with no thought of God. I was like the opposite of like any thought of God. I was like, nope, I'm definitely not going to do that. I'm just going to do this like exercise, yeah, like mathematically. And sure enough, it worked like twice in a row. And I was like, oh. Well, shit, I guess that's faith, huh? Like, huh? (laughs) All the other stuff was some fuckery. Right. (laughs) So I was, that like broke it for me. I was like, oh, done with that. And uh, God, I think I actually called Michael Gunger on that one. I went up and he introduced me to, um, because he was the only Christian I had known in any kind of like profile that Mm -hmm. like was busy (laughs) in the industry or something that had completely deconstructed. And I was like, what is going on here? And so I hit him up and he introduced me to Richard Rohr, um, Ram Dass and Alan Watts. Yeah. And I, Richard Rohr, I was kind of like, okay, cool. Ram Dass. I was like, I fucking love you. And yeah. Alan Watts at that time, I was like, what is this guy talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like, bro, speak to my soul. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so good. yeah, that was kind of the construction and deconstruction. Isn't um, that quite like the Holy Trinity of like, uh, progression of faith of evolution i feel like those three those are like three. the prolific yeah, yeah. sort of individuals richard Rohr's great for walking richard Rohr's great for walking yourself out of christianity is this good language yeah speaks the speaks the right words hits you in the right spots like helps you understand stuff like it, it feels his tone and tenor feels safe enough i think for people who are still somewhat in their their christian faith and, and yeah and by the way like i i He's just showing you, like, you know, got some stickers coming out that Jesus is my guru. Oh, yeah. And so... I'm into that. I I love... I'm here for it. I'm still, like, a mystic Christian in a lot of ways. Like, Jesus' non-dual teacher uh, is... Yo, I'm here for the Jesus stuff and, like, the Christ consciousness and all the teachings and all of the things. Like, I find myself, the deeper I go into a mystic path of self-realization, like, journey path, whatever you want to call it, unpacking my bullshit giving up my ego the more i'm acting like how christ was kind of purported like his vibe yeah like being and i get it like what he's talking about with people and stuff like that and why he's hanging out with who he's hanging out with and i was just like wants to go run off in the desert and meditate for a second because he's just kind of sick of everybody's shit right and i don't know it's just like there's so many things about him now that i'm like oh that may actually makes sense yeah like i get that now i get what you're talking about you know the blessed of the meek now you know it's like when before it's like a mixed amidst you know american churchianity the word meekness is is a a caricature of a caricature because it is so far from any concept that anybody could even hold right you know to be be meek in this thing of force you know it's like what anyway so when you back yourself out of all the bullshit and all the constructs and you're able to feel into what christ was talking about like hell yeah brother yeah like i'm into it yeah yeah yeah, I mean, that's his whole thing was about undoing the tradition that separates you from from source, you know, and that all the hoops that you have perceivingly had to jump through isn't true at all. It's it's the kingdom of heaven is within you. you yeah. Know? Right here, right now. And, and, yeah. and waking up to to that reality, you mm-hmm. know, being born from above is a very, you know. Uh, What's cool about all that mystic-y weird stuff that Jesus talks about that Christians can't quite handle is yeah. when you risk read it as a mystic-y weirdo, it makes all the sense. Oh, dude, whenever You're I like, took oh, away... That makes sense. <laughs> I left Christianity for for some years and basically uh, through that experience just stopped reading the Bible, and um, which was really sort of a... Uh, you know, interesting experience because then trying to re-engage the Bible, I had to, it took me a couple times to do because I kept bringing that same programming back. Oh to God, it. the programming is so deep. And it is, it's so deep. And so like, even to this day, like I can still barely read Paul's letters because I was so into Paul's letters. I saw Jesus yeah. through the lens of Paul. Yeah. I wasn't able to actually see 
that you know or or admit and people don't know this as well paul never met jesus in the flesh he met him in in this spiritual vision yeah you know he he never had it and if you look in his teachings in his writings he only quotes jesus twice and so it's like how much access yeah, did Paul he even have and he could have just been a roman operative there to screw some shit up it could I mean, be know. you know i mean a whole bunch of stuff with that so i'm curious uh with you as you've had this sort of and deconstruction i pretty much only use for uh buzzword at this point you know anymore i like to look at it more of like it's like spiritual evolution uh or a, a progression of faith awakening right to a deeper reality of 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 our nature as it contains you know the fullness of the universe therein and um i'm curious with you like how that progression we know i mean we've been buddies for a while you know is it safe to say buddies anymore i don't know if you're like yeah i think buddies. so we got like naked pictures in the tub and stuff yeah so. pretty much you know google it well, <laughs> definitely uh, two dudes one tub yeah, uh, yeah. don't google that please google that don't for do sure. it definitely don't but uh, <laughs> uh well i don't know it depends on you know if you're using well, it what you're into. yeah i mean if you're using google just be ready for all the ads you're gonna get okay. for the next three weeks after that fair <laughs> okay so what was assless the question chaps where did i look up assless chaps what was uh, the question? <laughs> uh anyways much love buddies that's what we, I came we've from. been friends for a long time yeah. and uh you know four years is a long time in in the modern world and uh I, you know so i know some of your story and some of your backstory but what i i'm curious about more details and that i've not known is just about like that expression of change from where you were in that from that very uh constructed worldview you know going through divorce um feeling that space because i'm getting ahead of myself feeling that space of just you know almost lostness in a way like trying to understand who i am in the midst of this grand narrative that we somehow assume is one way and now it's another and and then just sort of finding your your deep true self in the process of that and now you've sort of become and over the past four years what i've seen i'm gonna have to redo this in a second but over the past four years what i've seen within you is like your even facial expressions have changed i remember one time we jammed together you brought your guitar rig up yeah. I was on staff at that church yeah, yeah a progressive church but a church nonetheless and Luke's like, you want to jam? I was like, hell yeah. He's like, come to this address. I pull up. It's a church. I was like, you son of a bitch. Daniel's definitely. Uh, I'm good now. I'm good now. I can handle it now. But I was a little twitchy back then. That, what was that? And then finding like your, your groove into who you are and your deep true self, because it, it's, it was so evident that like your body changed, like you dropped all this weight yeah. and like now you have a mustache. I know, you know? right? I, like, I shave it off every morning and it comes back. It's, like, yeah. it's right there. And the sparks in your eye. And, and yep. you're, you're contributing in the, like all your TikTok homies, like you're contributing to the world and that'll probably bring us into the whole moonlight meditations thing and how that was synchronistic. But just for a moment, share a little bit about how do that. you get the spark in the eye? Well, yeah. and one thing with that is right before the business crash, so that was 2016. If we didn't say other thing, business crash, wife walked out the whole, all of the egos were dismissed of mine so I was left with a nothing kind of state and right before that happened I was editing a video of myself that I had done some pedal board demo and it was like my face was all big on the iMac like bigger than life and I was looking at my eyes as I was editing and I was like oh boy something's fucked mm. like they gone dark in there like something's not right like <laughs> like somebody call and check on Daniel you know and uh, I could just see I was like ooh this ain't good like I could see like something was wrong mm. and then I went through that big smash and bash for a couple of years and then was kind of coming back online for like a year when we met probably. Yeah. And then since then, that's been something that I've noticed in myself and like, and like my body has changed. My facial expressions have changed. I've lost like 70 pounds. I've probably dropped like 10 years in age and looks, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you it's the good, weirdest man. thing. It's like the, the strangest thing is that I wasn't trying to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, the the light I was like kind of trying to bring the light on back in my eye like what is that and the, the light that's on in the eyes is a state of wonder and of gratitude for all of the things around of looking outwards to like oh, look at this beauty to like collecting it 
right? Instead of just sitting there waiting for it to come. So it is looking outwards to find what's good around you. Yeah. Like the beautiful moment. And anything blocking that is your own fear of acceptance of who you are. And mm-hmm. it's like this energetic block that you put up within your own body. And you say, oh, I can't feel that good because of this story and this bullshit that I believe in myself. Mm. And I refuse to let that go because I, I am too scared to feel this good. Yeah. So it's just it's looking out to find the beauty. And every time you're scared, giving up being scared. Yeah. And then it turns on. Yeah. When, like, what was the process of learning that for yourself? Like that te- sort of like technology, if you will, like I med- started meditating inconsistently Mm -hmm. but on a weekly basis a few times a week a little bit a day got better at that um i started one wheeling yeah got great at that and that was a meditation like Mm -hmm. go ride a bike get get in something where you just can zone out go be a marathoner and i would just do these like you know go on a 12 mile one wheel ride and you just like you have to like veg out you have to like stay in this parasympathetic mode otherwise you'll crash if you hit a bump because you're on one wheel you just got to be in like this real like meditative state and that taught me how to like calm my nervous system and so then meditating with so that would be like doing yoga or like a bodily practice right physically calming so the state of meditation and then being in a meditative state and kind of practicing that on the one wheel and even listening to the same songs over and over again just like this vegged out like learning how to spin it down um and then i got more into a little bit of like yogic practices and then started the um Oh, I had a, a psychedelic experience in there, which helped out just taking off more of those blinders. Yeah. Um, like a coached one was pretty cool. Was um, that your first time with psychedelics? Um, yeah. Since I was in my adult life, I yeah. had some experience when I was younger, but nothing to like write harm home about as far as like learning something profound. So, okay. So how are you open to that? Like, Oh, cause I mean in general or what? Yeah. 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 I mean, cause if that's I had the a classic, your... so classic, classic was just to make it easy for everybody. Like hit all the questions you want to hit, like classic war on drugs, parentage kind of conditioning, stuff like that. Went and studied stuff. Uh, read some or like listened to some good podcasts, decided I wanted to try, um, and found a person that could help me do a journey and did a journey. Yeah. And then woke up to the feeling of connectedness to all and, and, things like that and understanding that at a deeper level that same thing that everybody's looking for and the same thing everybody within christianity and, and religions make up a god for to mm-hmm. celebrate an image of this sensation which the image happens to look like them so like fuck off to start right <laughs> you know what i mean just be that yeah instead of like making these gods about it yeah, yeah. so you learn stuff like that when you, was that like in that progression of like seeing the spark come back in your eyes when did when was psychedelics involved with that um, that was for earlier, earlier on, I think Okay. in the, in the, in the journey, but I don't like to say like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can like have a, something turn on, but if you don't practice to be that person, you don't get to be that person. That's it. So like, cool. You can be something revealed. It's like somebody can show you a, a, a picture, a rendering of what you can be, you know, they'll draw your hair in different. They'll yeah. draw your body different or whatever. So you can be this, well, you still got to do the things to become that. Right. And that's like psychedelics. It's like, yeah, don't run to that if you want to be something different. Yeah. Run to that if you want to learn something painful about yourself. And then you yeah. got to do the fucking work to Integration, become that. Integration, dude, is yeah. like the, the key thing. And that's it's something about the, uh, you know, because psychedelics are so popular right now, especially in spiritual communities. And oh yeah, I, I don't think that there's, I think it's, it's beautiful. Like, uh, you know, my experiences and integrations and things, but you're exactly right. Like, again, we can so quickly look to a substance to be our savior or something outside of us to bring wholeness within us. And it'll only show you what has to be revolving in your life. That is a practice and a habit to realize those things. It'll just show you, you don't get to be the person without the practice. That's it. It just reveals something that is is a possibility. Yeah. It reveals your own potential without your fears. Yeah. But you still got to practice. Right. Like it doesn't yeah. just happen. And so meditation and then a psychedelic experience yeah. and then reading and things as well. Just a lot of reading, a lot of meditation. Cause you and got really into the science side of things, right? Any like Joe Dispenza stuff or anything? Yeah. I definitely read some Joe Dispenza stuff and just a lot of, I mean, I'll just like get some lecture on quantum mechanics or something off some 
off of audibles and like university lectures and like listen to those dude i freaking love those man <laughs> there's a thing called the great courses i don't remember which ones i've listened through you know it's probably some of those dude, where i'm just like this is yes. amazing and i don't want somebody's like spiritual interpretation i just want to like hear like oh, give me the nuts and bolts here like yes. i want to think this through so yes. i trend i tend to go for a lot of stuff like that without as anytime it's like kind of wrapped up in any sort of religion i just stay away from that teaching yeah. so yeah. i try to kind of figuring out from like a mechanical point of view that's I, and that's been like hearing you share and things like at the moonlight meditations when it was first starting whenever you would share about some of this it, it would be very from connecting it to your actual body and what's actually happening yeah still and i'm doing Joe spins like definitely talks about how like uh i don't fully agree with it i think it's like a both and sort of thing but he's like you know this language is is the new language for for mysticism and spirituality and it's like, I think it's a language for sure that can connect with people because like people think, that we know, like are, the, the, the language within traditions can sometimes bring us barriers to what we could step into and walk into. Oh yeah. And, and some more of the scientific languages enable us to sidestep all of the baggage and the hurt that come with that. Like for instance, I love talking about the kingdom but not in the way that we have been programmed and conditioned in Christianity to think about it in terms of the kingdom. It's a dimension of consciousness that's in real time that we can have the ability to tap into that's connected to the quantum field, you know? Yep. But like, again, like those interpret each other then, right? That's like, the thing is that with every single tradition, it doesn't matter. It's like every word is just a picture of somebody's feeling. Somebody tried to paint the way they felt about something yeah. and they said, okay, this is how I'm feeling about it. They wrote words down and then somebody read those words through their lens of feeling and interpreted them through theirs. And then it just turns into a shit show from there. Yeah. So like no matter what word somebody wrote down to describe a feeling that they, they quantified into some sort of some sort of document saying like, this is how to religion. This is how to right. feel something ultimately saying, this is how you feel something. This is how you interpret some energy of life, some sensation through the ego, that mm -hmm. little narrow band of understanding. So it's saying, okay, here's my egoic understanding of a feeling. Let me write that down real quick. Okay. You read that, take it through your egoic understanding of how a feeling works and then feel it in your body. And like, we agree on that. And the only, re the, well, the only reason we may agree on that, if we hang out long enough together and we have the same mirror neuron effect and we, we get in each other's energy and we agree on everything at this very low level energetic state. So then the words that we use to paint pictures of feelings happen to mean the same thing. Cause we both feel the same way, but because we were both simply energetically aligned. Yeah. And that's how the whole tribalism thing works. And that's how everything works. And that's why it's like, well, how can I, I've got this way over here and he's got my face on him. And this guy's got this guy over here and he's got their face on him. But who's God's better when it's all God's Holy spirit working through you. And you're feeling that and quantifying it through your little realm of understanding known as your ego anyway. Right. Like it's a big shit show. Yeah. Right. So you got to just allow everybody to have all of the feelings they're having yeah, and allow whatever the words are that make somebody feel a certain way. Like if it feels good for them, yeah, like that's it. Cause yeah. everything is just the ego anyway, trying to explain it. Right. Whoever wrote that thing down, like there's not a single instance of any kind of religion where God wrote it. Right. Jesus didn't even write down any of his own teachings. Well, he, there wasn't a single <laughs> teaching written down till 55 to 70 years after his death. Right. In a, in a, in a literate culture where the only people that wrote something down and passed it on traditionally were the people that were the scribes that worked for the government, which was the Roman all empire, right. which was what spread, which was what wrote the Bible. Right. So the same people there for political control are the same people there that are writing the religious text to control the populace. Exactly. Some and then fuckery. suppressing all sorts of fringe understandings of spirituality that was birthed out of these very potent non-dual teachings, right? That's where yeah. you see Gnosticism that gets pushed to the side of things. The occult, which occult simply means mystery. That's what that word just means. So the secret like, teachings. Yeah. I had that conversation with my mom. I was like, mom, like, what is the occult? She's like, oh, it just makes her feel that the right. context of the word occult from the context of Christianity makes you feel horrible. And all yes. that means is the secret teachings. Yes. Like what are the secret teachings? Like think about all the bullshit secret teachings that people have come up with in Christianity. The prayer of Jabez. I don't know if you guys remember that. It's like, <laughs> here's a secret teaching. All you got to do is do this prayer. Or people with their numbers counting through. Oh, you see all the secret teachings, all this through. Like that's the occult understanding right. more outside of the simple book that was put in control for political power by an empire. Right. Anything outside of that is the occult. Because if you learn anything outside of the book that was put there by political control, 
and said this is God, then you're fucked and people are not paying their taxes anymore. That's right. And it's the same control mechanism they use that throughout the ages. Yep. So it's like, yeah, definitely, guys, do not learn anything in the occult. Don't go to any of the secret teachings. Don't learn anything outside of the Bible because you're definitely going to be fucked. Like, stay Until you away. realize that the Bible itself is, is filled with hidden teachings and meanings yeah. and... and you know, and then you realize the very document that's even curated by the 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 system is the very path of liberation into experiential knowledge. You know, it's like it, it's so interesting how that always goes. like there's no way. And that's why I love even Jesus teaching about there's nothing that hidden that won't be revealed. And it's like even these things that are hidden teachings, they have to become revealed they they have to percolate to the surface because truth always percolates to the surface truth will never be able to be suppressed it can be sometimes confined or you know minimized or pushed fringe but as you know truth big truth will always be the thing that that comes to manifestation because truth has to express itself in all of these things and it it can only be secret for so long and I think some of like the mechanisms are secret still, but like the fact that cultures experiencing the divine in some profound way have so many similarities across time, space, place, culture. It's like that truth, that golden thread has to emerge and has to come to the top. And it's like, that's why whenever you begin to see life from a higher vantage point, like I remember like going into a Barnes and Noble in deconstruction, or whatever, and looking at a, uh, a book about, uh, Wicca where I come from, from Christian circles, that is, I mean, just the epitome of evil. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I get and, that. and I remember reading through a, a Wicca book and looking through some of the pictures and reading some of the articles and thinking they are trying to help heal people. Like, yeah. And there's always going to be, yeah, I definitely have a few books on witchcraft sitting right there next to the Bible. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like every one of them I've read in the, anything in the forward, anything talking like the prequel to the book, they're like, this is about love. Right. Like this only comes from a space of healing people. Like we do not pull, you know what I mean? Like it's every single one of them, like in anything like witchcraft or Wicca, it's about that beautiful space of energetic healing of of bringing something to that space of this sense of love and that sense of like everything is okayness. Yeah. So like bringing that energy into that and they're like witchy ways, whatever somebody wants to do it. Incorporating the elements of the earth as a a part of that, like herbalists and things, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, Oh, like, well, even the whole thing with witch, I love torturing my mom about witchcraft <laughs> because she's a church lady, even though she, she like, hates she believes you, in like energy work and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, that's witchcraft, mom, you know, Carolyn mine, that energy worker used to take us to when she was a child is a witch, yeah. you know, <laughs> she's like, don't say that, you know? <laughs> and so I harassed her about that all the time because the same people that wrote the Bible that were there to pull control things politically are the same people that burned the witches are the same people that burned all the Gnostic gospels because those right. were the people that were teaching people how to be free in body through mind, all spirit, yes. all one. They were teaching the people to be free from that. And as soon as you're free from that, you don't believe in the lies. You don't believe in the bullshit that the man feeds you and you don't want to pay your taxes anymore. Right. You don't need the broker of the church. Exactly. You don't need that anymore. So all of that middle ground falls apart and then you no longer have the caste society. You no longer have the elites and the royalties and you no longer have the peasants and the serfs and the lower class people anymore. All that structure falls apart. And then what is wealth that's been acquired? Yeah. You know, like it goes into all that. It's just political control for when it comes to all the, all the religious stuff. Yep. Yep. I could rant. Well, and that's what I want to get you on here is ranting, dude, because (laughs) that's what our friendship's been almost the whole time anyways. It's been these like gnarly rants about shit that we don't like with Christianity and church and everything. And and we've had a a little bit of a different journey, but a similar one at the same time. And, uh, you know, in that like, yeah, yeah, I don't know that I want to go that direction. Let's go this direction because I don't know how we're doing on time. And I want to respect your time because I know you have a you have a meeting soon. So I, do. I don't know what time um, it is. So we're in trouble. It is 4:09. So all right, we're good. So you went through this process. I'll bring us back to sort of the meta narrative that's happening. You grew up in a Christian home, all this stuff uh, through this time of you know uh, healing after after divorce, after business 
explosion, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Uh, Impl- life, complete implosion of all things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was a country song. Yeah. Like, everything went down. Except for the dog didn't die. The dog was kind of an idiot, but <laughs> everything but the dog. <sighs> so anyway. <laughs> so you get to this point where you are manifesting within yourself the, the true essence of your being, of who you really are the self behind the self behind all the projections behind all of the narratives the cultural things the the stuff the the behind all of the pain behind all of the the who you are uh in relationship to anyone or anything else and then you begin to do something that's proactive that's and this is like to me i think this is such a sign of like individual healing maturity and if i could just for two seconds take a little poke at the deconstruction christian community there's still a lot of those folks that listen to the podcast i think that it serves a place i think it has its time but i also think it keeps people in cycles of hurt because they don't have identity outside of church hurt or outside of relational hurt yeah if you de- if you identify as a deconstructionist all you'll ever be is a deconstructionist you'll never be free of your deconstruction that's it and, and deconstruction is a path it's not a destination and people find their destination it's just it's another thing and that's i saw through the illusion of progressive christianity as well and that you know it's like it's just something else another image to hold on to and so i think spiritual maturity comes whenever we're able to see ourselves through the illusion of who we are in association with or any of these things and do this healing worth within ourselves that then contributes to people in a non-manipulative way in an invitational way for them to witness and experiencing healing as well and for you it's like all of a sudden we we meet and i'll just this is a fun story to chime in whenever you'd like. But uh, I have a friend named Ben who was like, hey, dude, I'm going to go to this meditation group tomorrow morning with a friend and uh, you should come down and, and hang out with us. And I'm like, sure. What time is it? He's like 630 in the morning. I'm like, shit, what time? 630. In the, OK, like, look, I know like my Hindu brothers and sisters get up at four and start, you know, chanting and meditating. But you know, look, I come from the evangelical world where it's like church starts at 1230 in the afternoon sometimes, you know. So I'm like, okay, 630 a.m. I get my ass up at 630 in the morning, drive down to Encinitas from Carlsbad, which for those of you that aren't local is like eight miles away, 10 miles yeah, away. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a little bit of a drive, like get all geared up and on the freeway. It's yeah. not like it's not like just right down the street, you know, you got to commit. Int- you got to be intentional. Yeah. And so I get there and I'm trying to find these dudes and then there's this Overlook Park. And he's like, come up to the overlook. And I'm walking up to meet my friend Ben. And sure enough, lo and behold, Daniel Tyak standing there. And the look on his face from my perspective is just like, fuck, you're here. I was like, (laughs) what in the, how did this happen? You're like, I've been trying to avoid you because you still are kind of like Christian-y a little bit and you took me into a church and (laughs) now you're here at my meditation group and it's the first one ever and I really don't want you here. Let these Christians in here. But I have to be nice and equitable to all people. So good to see you, Luke. It's been a year. <laughs> I, had, I had none of those thoughts. That was projected, but that's pretty good. All right, well, that's... I like that. I like that. Oh my god. Okay, gosh. maybe it was no. I definitely did. I definitely remember giving you the <laughs> the fuck are you doing here, Bob? Like, how in the world? This like how in the world? Because we had met such a random like Instagram friends from like kind of not you know different neighborhoods or you know 10, 15 minutes away. And uh, had had these interesting like engagements in life, like running into each other in random places. And then sure enough, the first day of Moonlight starting officially, like with people there was you showed up there. And I was like, how in the world? Like, (laughs) how in the world is this happening? Oh, my gosh. Dude, I love it, man. And it felt like electric that morning, though, because it's like it was in the middle of COVID too, like right kind of early ish COVID, you know, and, you know, everybody was just really desiring and seeking connection and having those five dudes together to meditate that morning. There was something powerful oh, man, that was something in the else. group meditation. And, uh, after, you know, you, I registered as safe in your mind again, we, uh, <laughs> we, we had these conversations about, you know, having this like vision to see 50 people meditating here. And you really just stepped up and was like, yeah, like let's do this. And then Adam, you know, rolled up that morning too. And we included Adam, you yeah. know, and then there he is coming. And, and 
you like you just emerged into this like you're gonna hate me for saying this but like you just naturally became the leader of this thing with like the vision and the execution of it and you just emerged in that like uh, some sort of church planter or something yeah so, no, <laughs> i know it's so painful because i'm like i didn't Dude, mean did to so, do this but it was so great and the vision did come alive and that thing grew like gnarly and i lasted for like a couple months at 6 30 oh yeah you were hanging for a while dude i was impressed but then i i was like you know man i love everybody but i'm gonna i'm gonna I sleep an extra hour. i love me a little more i'm a more of a night that's person fair. that's I'm fair that's a night person it is so, early at 6 30 every morning anyways all that to say is that like you contribute you began to facilitate a space of of bringing for other people and you developed this liturgy for lack of a better term of like how you open the space, you know, you'd walk up and Daniel would be saging the space and having these conversations with a big smile on your face. You know, people would settle in. You'd give everybody the rundown of what we're doing here. And uh, we do breath work and then drop into meditation for 30 minutes. And then we do the four alms. And it was incredible to be able to be a part of that and to feel that energy of having to do circles within circles within circles of people. Yeah, that was wild. And, uh, you know, I, I just love that that you reached a point that I've had chaos. I'm finding some sense of order by surrendering to order. And then you're giving of yourself for, for other people. And, and really that kind of brings us up to today of like you, we have to wrap this up soon because you have a, I don't know if you call them clients or not. I don't know. It's an emotional alchemy session right after this. Yeah. And so where you are, helping people walk into wholeness in a, a very direct, intimate way. Yeah. Like sitting with them and feeling their feelings with them as we walk into like the scary places. Yeah. Like going into the scary, dark stuff or inner child things or how yeah. the gal that was here right before, you know, we went to inner child work with her and some stuff and yeah, just integrating the, all those feelings that we have of all that past trauma and experience with who we are exactly in this moment. So then we can move through life in like a really beautiful way. Yeah. But yeah, I love, I love that. Talk to me about like the, the emergence from moonlight meditate. Cause that was like your first real, like contribution to spiritual community. Yeah. I had gone right? uh, since, since church, world. since Chris, since church world, I kind of went underground for a couple of years and just was like reading and meditating and one wailing like that. It was just really in this, like, like forgetting everything. Yeah. Intentionally, you know? And then the first thing I did after coming out of that, like healing phase was like on accidentally on purpose, start moonlight meditations. I mean, I wanted to have a meditation group, but I wasn't really expecting there to be like 30 people every morning. Right. Totally. <laughs> it was wild, you know? And, um, the first thing I did was I emerged into humanity and that started. Right. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just here holding the space, you know, kind of thing. And then, is right as that was coming to a close, which we haven't even caught up fully on all that. Um, coming, it was just time to, it was like just so obvious that it was time for me to change into a different energy and do something different was exactly when the, the TikTok like teaching started happening. Yeah. Which, hi guys, if you're still hanging out on the live. Um, and that was like, I have all these things I have to say. Yeah. And then they started coming out. Yeah. Um, and I was just allowing those to flow out. Um, and it's been wild. It's, it was like two months and had over 10,000 followers and a hundred thousand likes and it's yeah. incredible. I can't keep up with the comments most of the time on, on some of the posts, Yeah, but, uh, I don't know, but that's all been like a building energy towards that contribution, you know? Yeah. And so like where you're at now with helping people walk into to wholeness, you know, out of your place of wholeness. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll mention as well, like, you know, whenever, let me see what time we're at here. Okay. We're doing fine. So, uh, through this past in in the the podcast that I did before this, if people have listened to that, it's like, I went through this time of, of trying to start a church that was fundamentally different than what I'd grown up around a very like contemplative meditation centered thing. And it turned into something that I really didn't fully want it to, um, and then we, we closed that down, but then <laughs> I got invited to be uh, potentially a campus pastor for a local mega church. I don't know if you know that or not. Oh boy. Oh boy. And I said a yes to that for a little bit. And uh, I was like, I could like be incognito, you know, like I could, 
I could just, you know, I listened to a Rob Bell thing one time that was like, sometimes you need to take a half step back and that'll be a half step forward for some people. So I was like taking this very, like convincing myself of this noble approach. Like I will willingly like go into this past form to try to help people evolve out of it. And that thing didn't work out, dude. <laughs> so I'm trying to picture myself trying to pull something like that off. it. I can't, I can't dude. It, it, I'd be fired so quick. It didn't work, man. It okay. didn't work. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I don't even, that was only like three months before it just like the energy was like, it, I can't like Jesus was definitely onto something in an ancient sense of like, you can't put new wine in old wine skins. Yeah, like, yeah. and what, what's happened in me is so energetically different than what evangelicalism is. It's like, it just, it was like nails on a chalkboard. I just couldn't do I'd it. I'd have thrown up every moment. Yeah. I couldn't have done it. I moved. <laughs> I even played on the worship team again, played drums, click track in my head, whole nine yards. Uh, you know, let's see if anybody's still like some listening sage real point. quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have oh, like shit. Buddha malas on under yep. my shirt, you know, Amazing. but, uh, at any rate, um, like just going through that, that, that time of realizing that it, it something needed to switch and then taking the bait on something like that. And I'm not going to lie. I was, I was kind of interested in, in what a salary might look like, yeah, you know, they, they pay well, dude. That's why I was hanging on. I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm like making bank. I'm making like 45 bucks a minute. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I can go straight to the source for all of my yeah. needs. I don't need some, you know, organization to, to do that. I have direct connection to divine, you know? Yeah. So, um, at any rate, uh, moving beyond that. And now it's like really giving myself fully to, to contributing to wholeness in these places. And, and so how do you continue to stay in a place of flow? How do you, when you are contributing to the world in your own wholeness and helping other people and you're taking on almost other people's energy in this as well and yeah. not getting lost in the illusion of, of the roles that you play, staying in the place of flow for yourself while contributing. Man, that's a tricky one because that's just figuring out how to do life. Right. You know, <laughs> thanks for that one, Luke. Um, <laughs> but I have found that just simple, like tactical application of that. I've found that if I'm going to make a TikTok video and I want it to touch somebody's heart in some way, if I think it through and I script it a little bit and I plan what I'm going to say and maybe even just funny as shit delivery or something like that and it never does as good as the ones where I just talk about whatever I'm feeling yeah, or whatever I'm going through and whatever's just like real, like yeah. actual human shit, not here's some contrived stuff. Yeah. Um, so I figure that's flow. If I'm just being myself authentically, mm. just allowing whatever is coming out to come out. Um, and then I figure it's also flow when I say something that's not right or say something that's really good because that's all just part of it too. Yeah. And so really I should just say the things that I know I need to say and they're just going to come out how they come out. And if I don't think that it's right, it's going to be me learning why that is right. And if somebody else didn't think that it was right, it's going to them figuring out why they were triggered about something not being right and having them figure out who they are. Yeah. So all I have to do is just show up like me and do that. Yeah. And then I'm in flow. Yeah. And then I don't have to question myself. I don't have to be like, what, what am I going to do with my life? Right. How am I going to feel the Holy Spirit? You know, I need to do some more Kundalini and then I'll feel the Holy Spirit. And it's right. like, just do what you do as you in all of your you-ness. And then that's great. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Yeah. That's flow for you. That's pretty, flow, baby. Pretty easy. Yet, you know, so many of us, because we're always, we're so conditioned. And this is what we were talking about a little bit when we were getting set up is, how conditioned we are, especially coming from like evangelical Christian world. And like, I, I won't name drop the church. I know that you were playing at when we met, but it's, it's a large mega church in town, known large mega church for many years and uh, has produced some of the greatest uh, leadership people. Uh, John Maxwell, right? Did you, did you ever get to meet John Maxwell? I just don't. It's cool. At that's any enough. rate. That's enough. That, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. So, but I think that the, the polished image of churchianity that especially us as creatives that we get when we are at the church. And I don't know if the church that you were at did this too, but you know, my dad's church, I grew up with somebody with a headset and a 
clipboard and a you know a stopwatch and we're timing everything and we're getting everything down we have the meeting we have saturday night church and sunday we have the saturday meeting and it's like we need to shave 30 seconds off. Definitely this. played at those churches where and, you got like your minder with their clipboard. And they're like, okay, you're up, you're up. There's somebody in your ear talking you through the set. Yes. Okay. We're coming to court. Okay. Hey, Johnny, play some more keys. We're going to do the prayer time now. Yep. And they're like telling you what to do in the ears. And it's like the Holy Spirit moving through. Anyway, how do we get on that? Well, so <laughs> we struggle, I think, yeah. to, to trust and surrender to flow because of our conditioning in those organizations for pristine perfection, thinking that only excellence. And I don't know if you grew up with this too, but building a culture of excellence, right? And it's like, what if excellence is me surrendering to the most natural state of being that I am and speaking with not any weird, funky tone or tenor trying to get people's attention, excellence right there, but just excellence is you. Mm-hmm. You are within yourself fundamentally the excellence that you seek to create. In you the can't world. have that in a culture that you're intrinsically wicked to start with. Right. That you are not anything other than whole. If you start with you're intrinsically wicked and you need to do anything other than just be to be, mm. then you're fucked. Yeah. That's a dogma you don't want. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you have to get better and better, get shinier and shinier to get God to love you more and more because your measure of how much God loves you is how well you do for the church even though it's for god's grace because the only way that you can quantify doing well within god's grace is a feeling that you generate within yourself so you constantly have to generate more and more of a feeling of okayness by doing all of the things of okayness instead of just being okay yeah because you're just stuck in that loop yeah because you started in that loop right while the worship team sings your grace is enough for me oof but yet we don't really understand. I didn't understand grace until, until listening to Ram Dass. Like, and I was really, I, that word was almost repulsive to me because I got so mm. into like reformed theology of like grace based theology. That is the opposite of what grace is. <laughs> and it's like, God, wait, God picks some people and damns others, but they're pre-elected. They have no control or choice over it. There's nothing that you can, Uh, all this shit, man. And so I'm just like, I was repulsed by this word grace because of how it got hijacked by this weird version of European Christianity that made its way to the U S and it's like, when I heard Ram Dass speak about grace and about really him talking about, you know, Maharaji speaking of it as well, like, that it is something that you have the ability to just be like grace is something that you just be and you are it's an embodied state yes like that transform it's like oh me putting down all of my you know propping up roles and all of this laying all of that down and knowing that it's all going to be fine and good and work out that's trusting in grace that grace is good enough that i don't have to be anything outside of who I already am. Yeah. It's acceptance of all that is. Yes. Yeah. Completely. And when you find yourself in that place of deep surrender, which me and you have talked about, it's like all of a sudden like alchemy happens, right? Like, like things begin to work together in absolutely synchronistic ways. Yeah. You're no longer judging your moment, which is creating a shitty moment. You're no longer putting that energy into it. You've accepted everything that you are in the moment. So you get to create whatever kind of moment you want, which creates whatever future your moment is. Exactly. So you just get to be it instead of worrying about not being it. You decide to be it in the moment. Yep. And then you have faith. That's it. That's it. I think that's a good place, dude. That sound like a good place for you. Sounds like a good place. All right. Well, as we wrap up this, uh, this podcast, let's just say this has been a long time in the making. We've been talking about doing a podcast for like years, dude, years, literally because one of us is on one version of our podcast or another at one of the, any of those points. And then we hit up the other one. It's like, yeah, I'm not doing mine right now. Yeah. Hey, how you work my, oh, I'm not doing mine right now. Okay. Now well, we're in it. Dude, 2022. <laughs> it's my resolution that I am not going to miss a week of podcast episode. Dude. Cheers. So that we was our mic. Cheers. Yeah. If you uh, could hear that. So we're going to be, I'm going to be doing podcasts. Got the YouTube uh, all rolling. So all this will be on YouTube as well and, and clips everywhere. But, uh, if people want to learn more about the Daniel Tyak, uh, tell them all the TikTok. Oh know, man. The- Everything is just Daniel Tyak. So if you just Daniel and T Y A C K 
for any at signs of his TikTok or, or Instagram or Facebook or things like that. I haven't done Facebook for a while. It's just like a stale account. Instagram, I'm kind of active. TikTok's been sucking my the energy. There's been over 600,000 views, which blows so me away. Rad. I think of like a stadium, like the biggest stadiums are like 30 grand. You yeah, know what I mean? And right. I was like, God, I'm done over a half a million. Like I'm blowing my own mind. Yeah. You know, on these things and people are it's loving crazy, it. So dude. TikTok, I love Daniel Tuck. Facebook though, dude, because the comments <laughs> are gold because you can tell these are all like <laughs> all church ladies, BC people in your life. This is like before dude, Christ consciousness. When I fully life, come, will I, when I fully come out on Facebook, if I ever do that again, they're gonna lose their shit, Luke. Dude, I'm into it. I, how crazy is it? That, uh, okay, I don't know if this should be recorded, but. It's okay. definitely going on the live. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Wait, did we finish that podcast or not? We're finishing it right now. <laughs> okay, so friends, and cut. friends, go listen to Daniel's podcast. Uh, go follow him on TikTok. Follow him on Instagram. Do all this stuff. Daniel's been a homie for many years, and uh, we've been trying to work this out for a long time, and you're finally here. I'm glad we did it. With me. Or I'm here with you're you. You're here with we. Technically. And uh, really appreciate you coming on here and sharing some of your story. And let's do another one uh, with a specific topic pretty soon. I'm into it. Sweet, dude. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, you too. Sweet.